0: Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Dr. Richards, how are you?
1: I am fine. Thank you for that kind introduction.
0: Dr. Richards, uh, the, the title of your book is one that grabs the attention of everyone. Uh, the last time we did have this conversation, but I don't believe that it was heard to the capacity that we would want it to be. So please let us talk about the book first. Tell us why you wrote it. What's the genesis of it?
1: okay well, the book is called nobody wants you healthy achieving better health by avoiding the corruptions in modern medical science so if your listeners go to nobody wants you they can learn about the book they can see interviews podcasts and that sort of thing how the book came about was uh, sort of a story i go into in the beginning a, a personal uh story which i think they'd find interesting but the short-term answer is that during covid i had um extra time and for about 17 years i had been not only doing plastic surgery and you know consulting to the white house and doing those sort of things but i had also became interested in um this problem with low testosterone in men and women throughout the world it was causing a lot of chronic disease and an old-fashioned way of treating that which was these pellets that you put underneath the skin into the fat Um, To give people a steady state level of testosterone. And there were a lot of unanswered questions. For example, why is our testosterone over 50% lower now than it was in 1970? Um, You know, why is testosterone the most abundant, most bioactive hormone in both men and women? What does it do? And so um, I had discovered a lot of these answers. Um, but I also was being dumbfounded by why we weren't being told about this. Why, why, if we can stamp out over 50% of chronic disease, are we not doing it? And the answer pointed to a lot of, as you can imagine, um, corruption of elevating personal profit and personal uh, power over the lives of the population. Monsieur, Monsieur. When you're looking at it, it turns out that uh, plastics, which we you know, invented in the 60s, um, have this chemical compound in them called phthalates, which is impossible to spell. But phthalates are the most powerful hormone disrupting agents we've ever manufactured in mass production. And to the point where now, globally, we make 200 times the toxic dose for every man, woman, child on the planet. That's every year we make that amount. And the result is a massive increase in chronic diseases like diabetes, obesity, dementia, Alzheimer's, bone loss, heart attacks, strokes, breast cancer, all these things that we could reduce by probably 50% if we just corrected our testosterone levels. And that's even before we get into trying to get rid of the phthalates in our environment.
0: That's amazing. Uh, you know, when you, when we think to testosterone, at least when I think testosterone, I think uh, of course of, of the male, but you're saying that uh, many of the, the illnesses that females uh, encounter is because of a uh, a diminished uh, testosterone level in their body. Is, is that what we're saying?
1: That's, that's what we're saying, CL. And if you, it, it, it A way to explain it would be, if you think about female menopause symptoms. Now, we've been taught that in medical school that it's because of a drop in estrogen in the blood. And that's absolutely incorrect. Um, Menopause symptoms are low testosterone symptoms. And in fact, men and women have almost the exact same symptoms. Uh, Of low testosterone, you know, night sweats, not sleeping, depression, not feeling well, gaining weight, losing muscle mass, all those sort of things, brain fog, joint pain. It's the same symptoms in both sexes. And and beyond that, they don't bother teaching the doctors because it would cost drug revenue, they don't bother teaching them that 100% of the estrogen inside of our cells, inside our bone cells, inside our bladder cells, inside all the cells in our bodies that need estrogen, 100% of the estrogen that's in those cells is made inside those cells from testosterone. Estrogen in the blood does not go across the cell membrane and into the cells to do its work. So you could give a woman all the estrogen or blood that you want, And the vast majority of menopausal symptoms never were going to get cured. And she's still going to get osteoporosis and bone weakness and all these other issues because it just doesn't do anything. The only thing giving it to her in her blood might do is decrease the amount of hot flashes she has. That's it. Everything else starts going, you know, decays.
0: Wow, you know, Doc, you have uh, opened up uh, a conversation here that I really do want to pursue, and and, and let's let's do it. Let me ask you this: um, Then the um, misleading of the American people when it comes to this obviously they don't want you to know this so there seems to be a design in the misinformation that we are being given of course uh, money you follow the money trail but uh, what other benefits is it to misleading the american people on this particular health issue or health issues in general talk to us
1: well let me put out some numbers for you because, you know, your listeners are smart people and they can figure it out, I'm sure. If, if you look at what the $2 trillion the U.S. spends every year on health care, 80% of it goes to treat chronic diseases, not prevent it, not to cure it, but to, pre- to treat them. If you look at the Medicare dollars, 96 cents of every 100 cents in a Medicare dollar goes to treat chronic diseases. Again, not prevent it, not cure it, just to treat it. If you look at the pre-COVID pharmaceutical revenues globally, that was $1.4 trillion they were raking in globally. A 90% comes from treating chronic diseases, never preventing it or curing it so when you have like goldman sachs back in 2018 said if we ever start preventing and curing chronic disease the pharmaceutical stock equities are going to crash and that's right they, they would and they are the largest contributor to political campaigns by a factor of two compared to any other organization in the world so they have the cooperation of the federal government and you know it's it's not a conspiracy it's just everybody acting in their own financial best interests to with a complete disregard as far as the health and welfare of the population
0: so when we hear things like pain management Uh, cancer, uh, thyroid cancer, man, or whatever it is. uh, They're using, I noticed the word management now, which speaks to exactly what you have just said. There's no, there's no uh, hint of trying to cure. They just, they're wanting you to help manage it. Is that a drug selling point there? Is that how they sell you the drugs because they're helping you to manage the pain or whatever it might be? Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's about selling the drugs. I mean, you know, it, I saw a meme the other day that I think is hysterically funny. It said 97% of climate scientists agree they don't want to be defunded. Okay, so, <laughs> isn't that great? Well, it's not that much different in medicine. They're so not now, stupid, I can it, tell you that. Yeah, in, our, in, our, in our In our peer-reviewed medical journals, over 75% of the articles that are published in our medical and science peer-reviewed journals are false they're not reproducible in independent labs okay so why are they false well they're false because the authors don't want to be defunded so why would you push for these faults articles and false data well you're the company that's supplying the money for the research or you're the scientist at NIH that gets intellectual property rights if this drug becomes a blockbuster you're going to be pushing for these things regardless of whether they work or not and maybe you adjust the statistics or maybe you fudge a little data here and there but if you took your research and you gave it to some independent lab in, you know Costa Rica to do that had no financial incentive um Seventy five percent of the time they'd say, hey, this study isn't right.
0: Let me ask you about the criminality of uh, misleading people in that fashion, being a medical profession whose oath is first do no harm when uh, perhaps there are ways to uh, prevent the harm that the disease is doing. But yet the information that is coming from your doctor is harmful because he's withholding what could help you. Is there anything criminal in that?
1: Well, I just have to disagree with one thing you said. I think the vast majority of doctors, the vast majority are not withholding anything. They're trying to tell you what they have been taught is the correct answer without realizing that what they've been taught is totally fraudulent. And that's the problem. The problem is that, you know, the If the education system for the doctors, which is run by their specialty societies, that's funded by the pharmaceutical industry. The journals that they read from, they're funded by the pharmaceutical industry. If you look at mainstream media, you know, some of these places have 50 percent or more of their revenue coming from the pharmaceutical industry. So you have a group that can control the information and the education that the medical professionals that are supposed to help, you know, people receive so it's not an intentional deception by the vast majority of doctors it's simply they're believing the misinformation they're being given and that's one of the reasons why I wrote this book, Nobody Wants You Healthy, because I wrote it for my fellow physicians as much as I wrote it for the general public, because it's only if we get both groups together that we can actually stand up to the administrative uh, executive branch and the pharmaceutical industry, which are working hand in hand to feed us misinformation, aren't interested in us getting healthier. They're much more interested in just getting the trillions of dollars
0: Doc, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, get in touch with your thoughts, and by all means, pick up your book if they're so inclined.
1: Yeah, well, the, the first thing I'd recommend is they go to the nobodywantyouhealthy.com website. Take a look at that. You can purchase a book there. You can see many podcasts that I've done, um, interviews that I've done. I'm putting more up every week. And then um, if they're very interested in the uh, hormone science, uh, they could go to myhormonetherapy.com, and that t- is more specific about the testosterone pellets and the science behind that. If they pick up the book, they'll find um, they'll find references at the end of each chapter for every single point I made. Because I didn't want people, you know, my profession thinking I came off like you know crazy person just making all this stuff up. I, I cite every single good quality research study that supports the points that I made in my book. So they can learn a lot. If they're interested in learning, um, here's a really good book to read. It's fun to read, take you less than a day to read it. And there's references that they can follow the research as deep as they want to go.
0: You know, I can tell, pardon me, that the um, book is fun to read because the author of that book is certainly fun to talk to. And, Doc, you're always entertaining. And I tell you something, uh, we, Michelle, we have to have him on uh, frequently because there are certain there are other things that uh, uh, Dr. Mark Richards is, is into and doing that we'd like to talk about as well when we have more time but i want to thank you thank you so much for coming on uh with us and uh sound quality was absolutely perfect this time we'll get you a clip of this out to you and god bless you and god keep you doc thank you again